popping everybody. Thanks again for tuning in to the most developed podcast. We are your hosts. I am Elvira, the mistress of the dark. <laughs> and this is Silencio, and you're listening to Hello Vella Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Welcome back to another episode and another week. Let's get into Chiefisms. Our two Chiefisms of the week is hashtag what what were the adjective definition fine sexy zaddy eye candy for ilole our second chiefism of the week is oka oka woka floka expression definition omg what the fuck use both in a sentence it sounds like this <gasps> Oka oka waka flocka girl. What? Isn't he hella fine? <laughs> um, fuck yeah. Girl, hashtag a wet wet worthy. Uh, wait, isn't that your cousin? Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't really give a fuck because I didn't grow up with him. <laughs> okay, flowers in the attic. <laughs> Flowers in the Attic, you guys. If you guys haven't seen that film, you guys have to watch it. It's actually sad and disgusting. It's very sad and disgusting. <laughs> I can't believe this bitch just fucking called me Flowers in the Attic. <laughs> yeah, well, you can blame VH1's flashback for that because they hella made me realize as a young kid I watched it. Okay, you watched it and you said, I'm a little warm down there. And then I looked and I pissed myself. <laughs> Oh no, I've been exposed! Where's my diaper? We definitely want to introduce a new segment that me and Chief basically thought up. And Thank you, girl. I was waiting for my credit. I mean, it sounds better when it's coming from somebody else. <laughs> Look, and you know me, girl. I'm a selfish actress. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so you better stop giving a fuck too, girl. Okay, I hella would have been motivated if you just kept kept along with it. And you said, yeah, okay. I hella thought of that. <laughs> said, yeah, you know, when you put two genius brains together. <laughs> I'm like, the second man. So when we end up doing these remixes in our segment, Vel on the Beat, we want you to name that tune in our Instagram, which is Hello Vela Podcast. That's H-E-L-L-A-V-E-L-A Podcast on Instagram. Now let's get into our new segment, Vela on the Beat. Good son. Stop dreaming of you. El tengo Stop dreaming. Put it in my pocket. Stop dreaming of you. Pinch my pepperoni nipples. Late in my head, the world is sleeping. I say I've been thinking. 
And I still can't believe that you came up to me and said, I love you. I love you too. Now I'm dreaming of your tonight till tomorrow. You'll be catching the time and nowhere in the world I love you. Then here in your arms, playing with your little Clenching it tight, your little people. I'm fucking dead, dude. What is wrong with that thing? I have no idea, but this is the exact reason why people can't listen to our podcast around their family. This is exactly why our parents don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And don't forget to name that too. I can't stop reaming. Um, do you guys know what reaming means? Any. Because any hella nasty. That's oh my gosh. She hella said that time, and I was like, "What? Did he mean reaming?" She said, "No reaming." I was like, "Bitch, what the fuck you Okay, like reaming is any better? Because reaming is equally as nasty, stupid ass. <laughs> <laughs> Thing. It's a much more common term, girl. Then nobody knows what the girl. is, and then everyone listening says, "Yeah, we do." This week's topic is Tonger. Tonger. We really how the New Zealand say it. Tonger. Yeah, we're gonna be honest. We actually really didn't have a topic for this week. We did. We we didn't. Yeah, we ended up doing one topic and it was just so fucking boring Boring. that me and Chief ended up boring each other and Chief was falling asleep on one side. It was just a mess. It was a hot ass fucking mess and then like I had to stop any (laughs) during the thing and said, Girl, are you bored? I was hella bored. Like I was yawning. Yeah, and you know us, we don't like to bring out content that's like yawn worthy. Right. Fucking snooze fest. Um, fucking snooze fest and we did it and you guys are all tuning in and hella excited and we're fucking <laughs> you guys sleep rocking you guys to sleep and shit fuck the hell you know because most of you guys listen to this podcast all like you know during your commute or like while you work to keep you up and keep you laughing i don't want the last thing we want to do is make you fucking close your eyes well, actually, your boss is all you have to do is just laugh your loud ass laugh and they'll fucking wake up. Okay, like your laugh is any better. I laugh like a real lady. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking lie. I almost farted doing that. So I basically just wanted to bring up my experience as a Tongan American in, in Tonga. And I believe <clears throat> me and Chief's first time in Tonga, we didn't go together. Mine was in 2008, and yours was in... 2004. Yeah, yours was way before mine. Mm-hmm. I actually went when everything was, like, burnt down. But you got to experience, like, the town, yeah? 
<laughs> before I got burned out. I actually didn't really get to explore the town, even though we were staying like in town. Um, because we were there for something else. We were there for the fiftieth anniversary of the Baha'i Faith in Dong mm. But yeah, so I didn't really explore the town, but you got you you got to you actually got to do way more than I did. All I did was really just watch the parade because it was a coronation of the king and go to nightclubs and all that. I didn't get to go to any other islands besides just like the immediate Golo area. Yeah, that's just literally, well, that's more than what I did. Actually, not really because we went to beaches because, you know, there were activities and stuff. No. I was sad that I didn't get to go to the market and stuff, but it was okay because I didn't have money anyways. It was like, what, 15 or something? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what Chief, we were actually discussing this topic beforehand. Chief, I had a lot of things that out that surprised me when I went to Dongan. I guess because I didn't really think about it before I went. I didn't really like envision it or really like know about Dongan before I actually went there. Which was surprising but Chief, to me that you didn't think of any <clears throat> any of that because when you told me you were shocked that there were big bugs, I was like, "Bitch, are you fucking kidding me?" Uh, when you leave California, yeah. there's fucking big. Actually, when you leave the Bay Area, there are fucking big birds everywhere. Big uh, bugs everywhere. <laughs> big, big birds. birds. <laughs> and big birds. No, yeah, no. The I, the bugs were fucking huge, and I was like, "What is going on here?" I thought it was just Australia that had fucking huge ass bugs. The cockroaches are literally the size of a Prius, and you know, I don't think they classify as insects anymore. <laughs> if you can hear them walking. <laughs> Because when I was I was sleeping in the room. I was sleeping in the room and then all of a sudden I heard footsteps. <laughs> and I was like, there's no little kid in, in the house right now. And the little kids that are in the house are in the other house. My little um my little cousin's Molino Molino. And then I turned on the light and there was this huge the hugest cockroach I've ever seen. And it was like walking across the wall. And I was like, "Did you fucking make these footsteps? I don't fucking understand." They are so dramatic. They're not even that big. I mean, they're big. They're they're larger than the normal cockroaches here. But I mean, in LA, you have big ass cockroaches. Girl, don't you live in Anaheim? I know. No, LA has hella fucking big ass cockroaches. But Donga is bigger than fucking LA. The cockroaches are like. <sighs> fucking huge. I shouldn't. I should. <laughs> and the bug said, Yeah. Oh, mom, you should stop smoking. <laughs> really catching up. You hella had the footsteps and you looked at um, the cockroaches wearing suit at the <laughs> Yeah, so my experience um, with the bugs, I wasn't really that shocked. I really was not shocked um, to see the big bugs. It was funny because I was asking and I was like, bitch, did you like never fucking watch National Geographic channel or like read the magazines, like any fucking foreign country, the fucking bugs are fu- the bugs and the animals are just fucking out of this world. Yeah, I think the geckos are the only ones that kind of like 
creeped me out because I was like, oh my gosh, a gecko can actually really crawl on me. Or like, you know, I hear like they were saying like the geckos, they crawl in the toilet when you're using it. And then, what are they like? Slither bite your butthole or something? Slither so they're like, oh yeah! And I told her about that. I said, And I found out it was a parasite and I fucking died. <laughs> you thought it was a parasite and they controlled your body and it. And I don't look like the guy on uh, Men in Black. <laughs> Sugar water! <laughs> I said, Suka, boy. <laughs> I said, Beaver. <laughs> he said, So, at that. <laughs> <laughs> I said, No wonder that cockroach was wearing fucking high heels. What the fuck? Oh, the cockroach had a fucking virus. A lazy parasite. <laughs> <laughs> The doctor had to declare an emergency for the parasite. <laughs> it's a big ass for everybody. <laughs> and that's a, that's a lady parasite. That was their explanation for why there's homosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was in our legends. Okay. Long, 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 long. That was a worm. It was a gay 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 <laughs> Who's come and sliver up your, your somebody's pie? <laughs> Mosquitoes. Luckily for me, and I didn't get um, bit. Did you get bit up? What? I got. I hell got bit up. I put so much fucking blood repellent. Blood repellent. I put so much bug repellent on me that I just permanently smelled like that for the rest of the trip. Uh, so much bug repellent I put on me, or mosquito repellent. Grossy little biatch. I was lucky enough to not get bit at all. Um, I think it's because I'm the mother mosquito, so they. <laughs> I think it's because you have a gay parasite and they didn't want to carry it to anybody. <laughs> I thought that was the repellent with the gay parasite that was in my bed. <laughs> um, I didn't get bit, but you know what? When I did get there, it's so funny because <clears throat> that was going to be my first time seeing our dad, after he had left back in, like, 2001. Mm, back in 2001, yeah. yeah. So it was, like, for me, it was kind of weird. It was kind of odd seeing him because I still had some kind of, like, I still had a lot of resentment yeah. and, like, anger. Because yeah. I was like, why do I have to fucking go say hi to you? Um, but anyways, you know, like, after when I saw his face, it, like, changed everything. Changed everything, like, oh, yeah. Dad. So then, you know, I was just like, Aww. hey, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, like, he took us to his house, right? And so his brother has pigs, and the pigs they always go under, under our house, under under our house in Tonga, and like they'll go poop and stuff where they'll eat whatever's around. So like we were, he was taking us up to the house, and there was a pig eating a plastic bag, and me and me are like, oh my gosh, the pig's always just eating a plastic bag. <laughs> and then my dad thought we were like laughing and making fun of the pigs, like. Like that, there's pigs around. Like he thought we were making fun of the house, and he only yelled. Oh my god! He only yelled at us, and I was said, uh, "Excuse me, I've been for five years." No, but like you know, it was like I think I I, I thought it was weird that he that he thought that we would go and like judge the yeah you know, the yeah like see a lot of people, you know? yeah so I'm like. Uh, did you forget when you were living in America we were poor? Like, but, <laughs> like, but, I, but the difference
think the same man Annie is. Annie was not thinking, like, you know, she didn't use that fucking big-ass brain that's in her big-ass head to I think, like, oh, my gosh, so we're going to a foreign country, da 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 Like, for me, I literally, nothing shocked me. Nothing shocked me. Behavior of the people didn't shock me. Um, the way they dressed, um, the fucking huge-ass bugs, the pigs that are just fucking roaming everywhere. What did shock me is that I seen one horse, and it was literally fucking <laughs> <laughs> on the verge of dying. And I see it. <laughs> the horse, the horse like, please, go kill <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, wouldn't you want to feed the horse? Isn't there like a delicacy here in Tonga? Like, right. <laughs> You know what's funny is that I didn't see any horses in Tonga, but when we had a layover in Fiji, I saw one horse, and it was the same way. It was emaciated as fuck. Like, it was just really, like, it was, like, trembling while it was on all fours, and it was really skinny. Why does the character have that Fijian lady or something? <laughs> I was like, wow. So, uh, yeah, I don't know why you guys mistreat horses. They didn't do anything to you. You guys eat them all. <laughs> Fuck you. I was actually, like, Expecting there to be a lot of horses um, in Tonga. Yeah, because horse is not native to Tonga. No. And neither is pig, yeah? I think pigs were there before the Tongans settled. Yeah. Mm. I think pigs were already there. They had like wild boars and shit. Wild boars? Okay, so pigs but not, but were not native, but like boars were. Yeah. One of the things that surprised me the most was um, the fact that there was hella Chinese people in Tonga. I was like, because I had kind of heard Mm -hmm. of like, you know, um, there being Chinese immigrants and uh, their ties, their political ties with uh, Tonga as far as China goes. Right. But I didn't expect to see that many. And all of them, most of them owned corner stores. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, I, it's just, they, yeah, not, nothing, nothing is more humiliating than seeing somebody who looks like a South Gen fucking speaking your native tongue way better than you. Like, that shit, I was like, whoa. You know what? And people f- say that. Super people say that all the time. Like, dang, these Chinese people speak better tongue than me. And it's like, but they live in Tonga, so, like, you have to learn the language. Yeah. You're communicate <laughs> with the people that learn language. Whereas we live here in America, you know, majority of the time yeah. we're speaking English because yeah. that's how we communicate with, you know, the how we communicate here in this country. Yeah. And it's funny because we had went to the store to get something to eat. And my sister, I know some Tongan. My sister knows nothing. Zilch. She doesn't know this zilch. We can testify to this. Um, so we went to the store and then I... I basically had to translate what the store owner store owner was saying to my sister and then translate what my sister was saying in English to the store owner in Tongan. So I was like the middleman translating, you know, this to her and I was like, Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> okay, and he said Oh my I peketi matalemu. He said, Hey, die! <laughs> I actually witnessed the store owner cuss out the kids. Uh-uh, the little Chinese store owner. Yeah, he was hella at these kids, but they were hella cussing at him. They were hella cupping at him, dude. Uh-uh. I want you to go home and love this. I went to the store, to the little corner stores a lot because I would always go and get, like, cold water 
um, or cigarettes. Oh my gosh, my favorite cigarettes in Tonga were Kuonga for all. I don't know if they still have them there. Kuonga for Yeah, it was like, I think it was like a white and like purple. It was like new era. New era. And um, those are just the only ones that I could smoke. Like, I know everyone smoked the, what were they, Winfields or whatever? Was it Win- Winfields, no, yep. I couldn't. It, they just were like too marble red for me. Like, but the Guangfa O's were my favorite. Yeah, I smoked the Winfields because my auntie smoked them, and I was bubbing cigarettes off of her. <laughs> um, but um, I remember smoking some of the Green Pack, the one with like the fucked up people with like, like the the black teeth and like the lungs, like the picture of the the lungs and like the dead bodies and shit on the packet. Is that on all of the cigarettes? Like for is foreign it countries? Yeah. Cause I remember I thought I, I maybe I just bought it a lot, but it was like something with a P, like Palm, Palm Mall, something, Palm Mall, yeah, Palm Mall, oh, no. the Palm Mall. Yeah, that's what back when I was smoking. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you you got to experience the block parties, cause I did. I went yeah. there. I went. I went there, and it was like January, so there was like nothing going on other than our festivities. But you were there during. Uh, the Heilala Festival. So you got to go to, like, the block parties, and um, I remember you telling me a little bit about it, but uh, I just remember being so fucking jealous because I just wish I was there. I just remember one time I seen, like, there was, like, a a big old circle, and, like, the guys were crumpy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they were fucking crumping. I think this was the time where, like, crumping was starting was, like, a thing or whatever, but... what the fuck? I remember like the, the fireworks in the beginning, and then it was just being the streets just being packed. Like Golo was just packed as fuck. I'm talking like, like ass to back, kind of packed, like sardines. And I was just really caught guard at how fucking bold these little Tongan shits were. The little fucking Tongan boys were uh, over there. They were like grab, like randomly grab girls' butts and shit while everybody was like in close quarters oh. and then and then so this little kid okay he wasn't a little kid he's probably like in his teens like 13 14 this song and dude grabs a girl's butt the police officer sees him from behind but he doesn't see the police officer and the police officer cogs back and just fucking slaps the shit at the back of his head and he like stumbled forward and stumbled into somebody in front of him. <laughs> they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, what the what? fuck? First of all, this is my first time. This is my first time seeing like police officers actually put their hands on on the citizens because they hit people. <laughs> fucking police officers, they be fucking up the citizens, and it's fucking hilarious. Another instance where I saw, uh, another incident where I seen a police officer hit a dude. We were outside of a club. And this guy was couldn't get into the club. He was super drunk. I guess he was like pre-gaming somewhere. And he was talking shit to the bouncer. The bouncer told him he couldn't come in. And then so the police officer just comes from like the side and just lop off the shit out of this dude into the ground. And he's still holding his bottle and he's cussing. He's like, fuck you. Fuck. What the fuck? And I was like, wow, that's they just be fuck. This be fucking up people. The police be fucking up the citizens, dude. Imagine if that were the case here. <laughs> well, you know, there's they do be fucking up the people over here. Uh, <laughs> they just yeah, be doing it. They they actually shoot right. them and kill them. <laughs> right. Well, you. I mean, the, the only reason why I would I can imagine that happening is 
Because, like, they're all family. They're all related. And that's just part of the culture anyways. Because I feel like anyone can really just hit anybody out there. Probably not anymore. People right. are like, bitch, touch me. Touch <laughs> me, bitch. I will fuck you up. Well, fuck you up. Oh, my God. Yeah, we had, I, like, I don't want to say that my time there was boring. Because it really wasn't boring, but... I think I only went out to like one nightclub and it was like Club Phoenix and I don't even think I think it probably shut down the, the next day after we left or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, and didn't you didn't somebody touch your sister's butt over there in Thumb? Oh bitch. Yeah, I'm still mad I didn't fuck his ass up because we're at a church thing. We're at, so we're all at the Ocean of Life High School, right? And we're all there for our festival or whatever. But there were a, a, a lot of people came because you know, a lot of people like to come and, and watch the shows yeah. and stuff like that. And I feel like he, I don't know if he was an outsider or whatever. It doesn't matter. But me on them came up and I had already got them dressed up. And I put them all in there, in their Tahitian, um, the Tahitian outfit. Yeah. And like the girls came up to me and me, I was like, this guy fucking touched my butt. And they took me to the guy. Oh my gosh. I went fucking off. I like the Akita's whole entire fucking family. All the way down to his fucking ancestors. All the way down to fucking Tangaloa, girl. Um... That's how I wish I fucking just like ran up on him and fucking whooped his ass, but I ended up leaving. I don't even know if he even understood half the shit I was saying, <laughs> but like you know, I ended up going back with the girls because they were about to go up and dance. He gets his ass beat by one of the adults there that heard oh, wow. everything going on. So after the girls did their dance, we go with all their ballet, and there's like this little store over by the school. And we're like, you know, we're going by bubblegum and chips and stuff like that. We're like sitting there and I'm smoking or whatever. And then like the same kid is like walking past us and he's like bawling his eyes out. And we're hell like, yeah, bitch. I'm going to try that shit again. Like, but that's like a common thing for like all the little fucking horny ass little shits out there. I'm like, yeah. Ew. And then when girls be walking by, they be doing that whistle. Uh, I forgot how it goes. They be like, I forgot. It was like a whistle. They'd be whistling when when girls be passing by. It all sounds like a didgeridoo. Wee 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 wee. I mean, I think that most of the time I was mad because nobody wanted to touch my bed. Why did you touch her bed? Why did you go touch my hand? Listen. I I definitely was not looking for any kind of male attention. Period. I didn't want any male attention. I, I obviously I wanted female attention at the time, but for some reason, and this just shows goes to show how greasy as fuck Tonga, the Tonga dudes are out there. Is that I got hit on twice. I got hit on twice, and I was super manly back then. I fucking didn't pluck my eyebrows. I fucking wore baggy clothes i was still lifting mm-hmm. still lifting at the time so i was like built like a fucking nightclub security guard and he was built like china the wrestler but she looked like melissa Etheridge. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck wait is that is that um come through my window <laughs> is that the one Fuck you, bitch. I fucking love that lady. I didn't know that shit was. But anyways, um, so yeah, so 
here I am, like like I said, looking like a nightclub security guard. Um, and I'm at this bar. I'm minding my own business. I'm bent over. I'm a little bent over the bar waiting for my drink. I was drinking my ass off and fell off. I was like having a good time. And then all of a sudden, I feel like some like really intense grinding on me. Like, <laughs> like, like the kind of grinding that you only fucking feel if you're married or like you're in a relationship. Like, like that, damn, like, like I, I, I'm so in love with you, like kind of grinding type shit. So I turn around, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm about to be grinding on by some fucking five ass bitch with a mustache. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm fucking ready for this. And I turn around, there's the mustache, but it's not a fob girl. It's a fob girl. <laughs> I was like, bruh, what the fuck? I turn around, I was so, oh, while dude, I was so caught off guard that I, I was like speechless for a little bit. I remember because I, I, I was like, the fuck is going on right now? It was like this six three tonguing dude. He had on fucking stunning shades. He had like a little, like you know, a little mustache going on right here, and he had a, a button up shirt. And I'm looking at him, and he's looking at me, and we both got button up shirts on. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? I was like, bitch, we both got fucking button up shirts on. What are you trying to do to me right now? Um, he looks at me, and he's like, still like dancing seductively. And I push him. I said, what the fuck, bitch? <laughs> and then he, and then he points, and I'm like, uh, I'm thinking that he's pointing at my chest, but then I I realize I'm holding a pack of cigarettes in my front pocket, and I'm like. Oh, so I pull out two cigarettes, I give it to him, and I never see him for the rest of the night. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you literally could have asked me for two cigarettes. You didn't have to fucking R. Kelly bumping grind on me um, just to fucking ask me for two cigarettes. Uh, what kind of fucking weak-ass prostitutes? Like, that's some half-ass shit. If you want to fuck me, fuck me. Fuck me. For some fucking cigarettes. I'll just fucking but I don't. <laughs> I said, "Too bad, you stupid motherfucker." Oh my god, that's so ugly. Cause that never happened to me out there. Not that yeah, I wanted it, it to, but I really didn't. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't. I was like, it's just, I'm like, you know, I wish I knew talking so I can just say it to you know the dude or the dudes. That had did that, like you don't need to fucking hump my manly cheeks just for you guys to get something. Like, just ask for it. That's all I gotta do. Okay, they asked me to no, skill. <laughs> I said no, hump me. <laughs> <laughs> Not the seductive snake dance for us two cigarettes. <laughs> oh my gosh! This well, expired in September. I wonder. If- I'm gonna get a stomach ache. Yeah, you're gonna fucking hunt up banana everywhere, dude. Yeah, it's okay. It's, I actually like the feeling of it. You know, the you like feeling of relief. Hanaing? Well, you know, after it's like a sneeze. Like after you sneeze, it's just like, oh, that's so good. Dude, diarrhea is not a fucking <laughs> sneeze, chief. <laughs> diarrhea is what happens when you sneeze <laughs> while you have a stomach ache. <laughs> the fuck? Well, I don't care, bitch. I'm a fucking weirdo. So, no, you're not a fucking weirdo. You're just a fucking disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, Shut up, mom. I think for me, what the sporadic rain would probably be the only thing that probably shocked me the most. 
Yeah, I mean, other than like um, everything that I spoke about and having to conserve water, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that's just my privilege coming from a um, a country that's not a third world country. But having to conserve water from like flushing in the toilet to like washing our hands and all that, and you know, and the shower water because you know the the rainwater collects in a big tank, yeah. Yeah, and that's what you use essentially to to um you know do your daily activities which is like using the toilet water and all that stuff and washing and dishes drink. and washing yourself and drink yeah, yeah i drink. actually wow. really like that water they call it vitamin i remember telling my brother and them, i was like yeah i drank that a lot when i was with them like i, I really liked it and they're like uh we had a false stuff that was water <laughs> 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 i was like oh my gosh like, they're drinking all the <laughs> What well, does it fucking matter? Because you have a cast iron stomach, like <laughs> shit. Like you can fucking literally is. eat the gravel off off the fucking floor, I'm and you'll be fine. Literally eating fucking expired toast this right Well, whereas me and my sister, like, I have a really sensitive ass stomach, so I feel like as soon as like I hit, as soon as like my feet hit the tongan floor, like it was just like explosive diarrhea. <laughs> like I got the symptoms, my fucking guts were bubbling, and I had diarrhea from that point on until I was fucking left. But yeah, it's I I tried not to. I tried to just eat like you know stuff from like the store and like, but I couldn't. I I can't stay away from Tongan food when it's offered to me. It's just something that I can't resist. So of course I'm gonna fucking you know whatever my family's gonna make me. And it's rude not to eat if somebody sits there and fucking scrapes together the littlest like eager meat earnings and stuff they have to go buy food to like make it for you your out-of-town family so of course i ate it mm-hmm. straight up fucking hana bananas for a month that i was there girl yeah i didn't i didn't experience none of that oh my gosh one <sighs> funny story though so i was in oakland the whole time before going to Tonga. And I was telling my mom, I was like, mom, don't forget to buy me this, buy me that. I was like, you know, buy me a nice shirt, buy me these shoes or whatever. Like, I was telling them what to get. I was like, can you go buy me a pack of boxers? So she goes and buys me boxers. Um, we get to Tonga, and I'm like, oh, where are my boxers? She gives them to me. I literally open them, and it's literally, like, out of the scene of Shallow Howl. <laughs> when the girl picks up the mahi, and he's like, you built on a parachute? Like, it was like, <laughs> my mom had gotten me, like, fucking 5X boxers. And I was not even, I was, like, probably, like, a 2, 3X at that time. They were so fucking huge. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like fucking boxers. Like, you know, I was like, I was like, waiting for you know, she's giving me the new ones, bitch. I had to fucking wear them anyway, so I fucking made it work. Um, but it was so funny because my aunt did my laundry, right? And I was like, I, I thought I hid all my dirty clothes. So I was like, I'm going to wash my own fucking clothes. Wash my own clothes. And I'm going to fucking hang it up in my dad's room. Uh, we come back from like one of our practices and my fucking big ass boxes <laughs> are like fucking hanging right there in the fucking middle of fucking Donga. And everyone's just like fucking going over there, taking pictures of it, throwing up the shot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about to help that. I'm doing family portraits in front of my mom. 
<laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I'm trying to build a tent out of your mahi. Bro, I was so fucking eat with my galita. I held went and fucking tore it off, and I went up to her and said, Lisa, I touched the fucking touch my dirty on my dirty laundry. I could wash my own clothes. <laughs> Yo, if I could put it out, my mahi on the fucking line. And she's like, oh, okay. I thought, you know, I just, just thought I, you know, I felt bad. I apologized to her later on, but I was like, crawl. So this big ass fucking mahi. They're all fucking. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. No, I, I remember like I remember uh, giving our clothes over to somebody that um came in professionally, like washed the clothes or whatever, and they would like hang our, our laundry up to dry. But I remember our, since na- chickens are native to Tonga, I remember our neighbor um had chickens in her in her uh front yard and they would like at the place that we were staying and they would like walk around and like i think there was just like two of them and then we seen uh one day we seen just one of them and we're like oh what's the other one and then um we went inside and uh my uncle was like oh look um the neighbor brought us some soup (laughs) some chicken soup i was like what the fuck of course i ate it anyways but no one told me that that fucking eating chicken from Tonga, like chickens that grew up in Tonga, are native to Tonga, tastes like you're eating like the bottom of a shoe. Because that's how tough it was. It was super fucking tough. It wasn't like eating like chicken from America and shit, where it's just like hella tender and whatever. Hella tender. But I was pumped with hella fucking hormones and poison. Pumped with hella fucking hormones. Yeah, that shit was like what? literally fighting into a fucking letha, dude. Oh my gosh. That- that is so weird. Uh, yeah, but I had I heard like a couple of similar stories from other people too. That the chicken from the chicken from Dago is hella tough, dude. That's probably why they like fucking sell their bodies to buy boxes of chicken. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. They don't sell their bodies. Well, I say who who fucking sells their body okay, for a chicken? Still, let me take that back before I fucking get fucking backlash from the Donga community. <laughs> okay, this is still my mahilahi. Yeah? <laughs> other than that like oh that's just the ice cream with the um, with the uh yes. Paco Keke oh was so good gosh, the bread and butter the bread and butter with the cocoa oh my gosh, it's so funny every time i think of the bread and butter i always have this like memory of like the australians that we're with so when we're at mm-hmm. Tonga, like you know it was just us american kids and we were like hella fucking ghetto like we always walking around with the mud we were trying to fight everybody um but we had ended up like getting becoming close with these Australian Baha'is that were there, and so uh, we like they were the ones that we were with all the fucking time. We had so much fun with them. I remember one of the sisters and the brothers they would argue all the time, and so the sister she's like, you know, we we wake up um, in the morning at the school, and then she goes and gets breakfast and everything, and so she's bring she brings it over. She's cutting the bread. We're making the tea and stuff and cocoa. Just cutting the bread, and um, the brother walks by. He goes, "Can I have some?" And she's all like, "Nah, cook it down." And she's like, "Shut up, bitch you!" And she said, "Go on, bitch me!" And she slapped her in the face, and she said, "Oh, why'd you bitch me for?" I was literally sitting there like, "Oh my gosh, I want to laugh so bad," but oh my god, I fucking love them. <laughs> but it was just so every time I'm I think of the bread, I'm dead, I dude. Like, Go on, fetch me. 
Bash me. Fucking Australians in that that shit bash me. Well, no, New Zealand people said it too. They remember my little cousin, <laughs> my little cousin like walked up to me like hella fear here and shit and was like, go on, bash me, bash me. I was like, dude, get your chubby ass out of my face. <laughs> um, and I was just surprised at how feminine the dudes were comfortable being. Like, they had, like, plucked eyebrows and shit, and they were wearing skinny jeans, and they didn't have any any fucking problem, like, playing around and, like, grabbing each other's balls and shit. And I was, like, looking at all this shit, like, getting pissed off, like, this toxic masculine lesbian butch. They said, oh, here comes the, the big old butchy homophobe. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm, I feel like that's like a lot of the guys in foreign countries. Like, you know, it's like a very European. Like, you know, a lot of European guys play around with that. And, it is. You know, I came to realize. Like, rugby and stuff like that. Like, just guys are just like more comfortable with their sexuality right. and in foreign countries. And, you know, they don't really have that whole like. That really tough, like masculine. Because like, that's like American thing, yeah. Yeah, that is that's so an American thing. Like, yeah, that's all gay. Oh, that's that's I don't know, but it's like, yeah. I mean, why do you like really the point where you put your face in his butt? Like, (laughs) (laughs) like, yeah. Yeah, that's. I know some. I guess sometimes you know, people overseas can be can do a little, you know, can be a little OD with it, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can see why that would kind of get you like, ooh, fucking gay ass. <laughs> fucking gay ass. How are we talking, fucking, talking about gay ass and I was fucking gay myself? Okay. Fucking big ass lesbian butch. Oh, gay on gay crime. <laughs> gay on gay crime? <laughs> gay on gay crime and sometimes they probably weren't even gay. <laughs> no, they weren't. Yeah, I, I knew it for a fact that they weren't. They were just. Yeah. Ink- Will from Thunga, I guess. I thought I was all that girl because I was out with Thunga catching the cabs, girl. Catching the taxis and there, girl. Okay, Mm -hmm. I have all the Laconia because bitch man, uh, who's Annie's uh, little sister, she she must have stole like fucking. Oh my god! $50 from her mom. Like, Nan, I think she's much younger than me. Mm. You know, um, um, their mom goes she was like, little sticky out. fingers. She goes and cashes out like hella fucking cash. Nan goes in and takes so much money, and the mom still doesn't notice that you know. A lot of <laughs> and Nan just comes to me. She opens up the purse. She's like, "Here, cheese. Here, cheese." She's like giving me hundreds and hundreds. And I remember there was like this big old guy at the Queen Solomon Hall, and that's where the late um, oh, I don't want to slaughter his name, but you know, one of the king's brothers was there. This is before he passed away. Mm. That he passed away like probably a couple months after we were there in 2004. Um, <clears throat> anyways, um, he was there, he was the, the guest of honor or whatever, and they had a big old guy. I remember being excited to go, but then me and Ann were like, bitch, it's hella fucking packed. I don't want to be squeezing yeah. my big ass. I wasn't even big at the time, but I did not I just didn't want to fucking squeeze through all these people. We it was we couldn't even find our moms, none nobody, so I was like, bitch, um, let's fucking catch a cab and let's go somewhere. So I don't know how we got a cab, but we, we I don't know if we hailed the cab or if someone called one for us. I don't know how, I just, I forgot how it happened, how it worked out. But we ended up going to like country fried chicken. We went and had some like 
fried Ooh. chicken and chips or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, let's go to dessert. So we went to some fucking cafe and paid like fucking $15 for a slice of cheesecake. <laughs> Bitch, we know that we don't take our money out. We're like, yeah, you know, my uncle, my, not my uncle, my cousin took me like sightseeing. That's about it though. But like, I wish I was there for like, you know, the Hey Lala Festival because, you know, that's like when they have like the Hey Lala pageant and like Miss Galaxy pageant. Miss mm-hmm. Galaxy. Uh, yeah, Miss Galaxy, like the best pageant on earth. I, I just love it. I just love Galaxy. I just love everything they stand for, everything they represent, and how, you know, they just bring so many people. And you're very into the Miss Halala pageant, yeah? Bitch, I'm hella into the Miss Halala pageant. I've been into the Miss Halala pageant since I can remember. And I feel like probably like 92 would be like the first time I ever watched a a full pageant. Mm. Um, I remember 93, I had cousins from Sacramento that went and competed in the, the pageant in 93. And then I think 94, one of my cousins actually won. She's from Sacramento as well, but she was there. She oh. won, I think she won 94. I could be wrong. But yeah, girl, I just remember always like, we would get the Kaloni Kali and I was just like, always looking into Miss Hey Lala. Like I love watching the, mm-hmm. the talents. Like I was also into like, you know, the American pageants as well, but like just seeing like right. the pageants back on the islands and it being right. so different. But like, um, Oh my gosh, yeah, but it's just so different now. The pageants these days are just. What did you think about this year's pageant? I love this year's pageant um, because of the winner, like um, Gehenara. Like I just, I've always been following her. I've been following her for like a very long time. She's a Matale. She is a Matale, and yeah. I she's supposed to be at the. I heard she's supposed to be at the reunion. Um, oh, yeah, this past reunion that we were that we went to that. Oh. Yeah, but you know, like I just, I really loved her, but I was just really sad her situation, like her having crowned herself because some selfish, the guy. Oh my gosh, let me, stop. <laughs> let me not, let me not, because she really doesn't have like the bug eyes. She's not bug eyes. She has crazy, crazy, crazy eyes. That's <laughs> even worse. Just crazy pussy cat eyes. Oh um, my god. And, and an overbite. No, okay. Shut up. No, I was just, you know what? Let me just get this off my chest real quick. I know it's like super old or whatever, but let me just get this out and let me let y'all know why I feel the way I feel. Because she, I know she was being treated badly since the beginning of, you know, since since the pageant, since since she was crowned, all the way up to her, you know, releasing the crown or whatever. Right. Um, I think for me that what pissed me off about it and what and I caught this right away. I was like pissed off right away. I didn't like stop and think and be pissed off later. I was pissed off right away. So I was like, wow bitch, you really fucking waited a whole fucking year. Like you couldn't just like you know, like, I just felt like, because people were, like, calling her a hero. Yeah, you don't silence yourself, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, you're a powerful woman. And I'm like, fuck all that bullshit. Like, I honestly feel like she may, she would have made a bigger impact had she, in the middle of her reign, just give up her crown and be like, look, mm-hmm. I'm giving up my crown because fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, and you fat bitch. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> All y'all fucking treating me like shit. I ain't nothing, you know, you guys fucking treat me like trash. Like, 
I'm fucking a, bore, a burden to y'all, but I'm the one that fucking won the crown. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, it, she would have made a bigger impact had she did that. And I feel like she would have gotten a lot of people to like boycott Miss Hey La La. You know, she would have made a bigger, she would have made bigger noise. Uh-huh. She would have been so much more louder had she done that. But no, mm-hmm. she wanted to fucking wait a whole fucking year. So she chose to fucking get tortured for a whole fucking year from these people, from this committee or whatever, and then come and fucking do a 60-minute speech thanking, like, a million people and then, like, going off on, like, the committee and then everyone, like, coming to her side, like, yes, please, stab with you and da-da-da. It's just like, girl, bye. And I just hated how people were, like, saying how it was, like, Oh, this is you know you're supposed to like the Hilala is supposed to empower women and this and that. I'm like, it was never to fucking empower women. <laughs> it's a fucking pageant. Do you not know what pageants are? They're fucking competitions. Like these women are literally yeah. competing against each other. Who's the more glamorous? Who's the more talented? Who has the more talented? Yeah, like, who's the more beautiful one? Empowering. That's literally fucking a little bit degree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. But that's just the that's just pageants. That's, that's pageants. just the competition. Yeah. yeah, and I just feel like a lot of people are just uneducated when it comes to pageants, which is fine. I mean, pageants aren't even, you know, it's not like we all need to have, know what the fuck pageants are all about in order to survive. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I just feel like if you're going to speak on something, just know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, whatever. And then it's just like, you know, she's, I just felt like she just she was seeking vengeance, and I just mm. think that's like one of the worst things to you know one of the worst things to do is to like try to seek revenge on someone. Is it vengeance or is it justice when it comes to things like that? I felt like it was vengeance. I felt like it was vengeance because she waited a whole fucking year. She waited a year. She even wrote a speech. She like wanted to speak out and finish it like <laughs> with a crazy eye, and then she's like, "Oh, Wow, she's not Smeagol, dude. She's not waiting in the cave, fucking writing her speech for a year. Just <laughs> then, my precious. Um, I guess it could have been both. It could have been both. Um, you know, she was to her. She was like, I'm, I'm gonna fight. To her, she see, she was seeking justice, but it, it seemed a little bit more like, I guess, vengeance at the end of the day because of of the timing, and also because of, um, I guess, her affecting you know another innocent bystander's light yeah yeah or like because, you know like, the girl like they literally just took her off no like mm, bitch you gotta go so like she couldn't even be crowned properly like which is fine i mean i think you know it, this is just gonna be the beginning of like a whole nother but you know that's also a lesson for the committee like you know the halal committee like get it the fuck together you cannot be wasn't there also anymore. rumors that she was wasn't there also rumors that she was that she was already predetermined to be the winner before she got crowned? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So allegedly, she was being prepared back in the back. They were preparing her hair for the crown, and they had already and told her she's going to win. And all the girls, all the rest of the contestants, already knew. And they, is they that why once, she... once they heard all that, they were like, "Wow, this bitch is just tell the fuck up." And that's why none of them. Wanted to go like congratulate mm-hmm. her, and that's why they were all fucked up to her, for, like the were... rest of. The- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But th- but that situation, that isolated incident in and of itself, that really had nothing to do with her. That was more the committee for pre- predetermining a winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, once again, and it's a competition. 
You know what I mean? If this was a football game, the same oh, yeah. thing happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. A basketball yeah, yeah. game, same thing would have happened. Um, you know what I mean? Um, but I did think, you know, it was fucked up that the girls didn't want to congratulate her. Like, when I actually saw her standing there crying, I was like, <gasps> she was by herself. It literally made me sad. Like, I felt sad. Like, because I don't hate, I don't hate her. I really don't hate you, Gala. Like, if you're listening, girl, I don't hate you. I'm sorry that I said those things about your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just, you know, I was just in the middle, you know, in my feelings. You know, I don't hate the girl. And I think the committee should do a better job in regulating this kind of stuff. And also... No, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, the committee has been... Yeah. Everything's rigged. I mean, if you look, it's just... If you just, oh, just look at the stats. Just look at the stats. You can you can just tell um, pageants... These, you know, these pageants are rigged. But, I mean, that's just what it's all about. Yeah, I mean, it's bound to happen, you know, at, at a certain <laughs> level of competition. Um, things tend to be rigged. I think even, yeah, from like, you know, NFL games down to Miss St. Lola pageant. Mm-hmm. At some point, they end up tending to be rigged at one point. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I actually don't know nothing about Hey Lola. I never really followed it. I literally just follow the talent portion. Just to like make fun of mm, the contestants who do their talents. That's it. I just can't with the talent portion. I just, I just, I honestly feel like what they should do is they should like you know like I think I don't know if it's I think it's Miss America where they only showcase a talent of like probably five contestants. Like they should do that. Yeah, they you know, do, like, a talent <laughs> showcase. Like they should have everyone do their talent and then choose. Like five of the top talents. Yeah, that's like the most cringiest for me as a talent. Yeah. The talent and the sarongs. I mean, the sarongs aren't cringy. I just don't see why they do sarongs. Is that like a portion? Is that like a thing? Is that. Yeah, girl, they have this the sarong contest, and I'm just like. What the hell? Girl, they can't even <laughs> wear that outside of the hall. Like. They'll literally <laughs> go to the beach and get their ass beat. Like. Come on, let's be real. No, but yeah, uh, I wish I uh, one one day I will I will I will be sitting there front row at the Miss Halo. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I with my crazy eyes on. <laughs> Shut the hell up with the crazy eyes. <laughs> you know, I I believe you were talking about one day throwing your own little. Um, I did. Of your own. I did. Yeah. I actually probably still might be doing that. I know I wanted to just kind of get a feel of like you know what are people like are people going to participate like you know but I don't know I might just put it on a hold because of the whole I don't know how I I, I don't know how I how I feel about having people compete against each other Um, Mm -hmm. I'll watch it if someone else is doing it but I don't think in my heart of hearts I can have um, do something where girls compete against each other at a level like that. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's just not. I just think it's not right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll have a competition who can cook the best meal for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you all win. <laughs> and you took the food and went home. <laughs> they said, "Where's our prize?" Oh, I said, "Hey, what's my car?" <laughs> They said, where's my wallet? One of the girls said, my watch is missing. They said, bye-bye, losers. <laughs> I said, bye-bye, losers. 
to the hotel. Oh my gosh, what a fucking loser. <laughs> That's why I can't fucking do shit. Because fucking shit like that will happen to me. Well, I mean, you know, shout out to all the Miss Halo um, contestants who continue are thinking of doing it. And um, shout out to the newest winner. What's her name? Yanaris the Pope. Yes, Yanaris. Seriously, here we Should have ever gig. Sokop? Sokop or Sokop? Yeah. Is that German? She's actually um, competing right now in the Miss Pacific Islands. Mm. Yeah, it is, it is um, in PNG right now, and her team, this is one of my sissies, um, Miss Naya, Miss Naya Tuyasustopo. Um, Naya! Yeah, she's, Naya's hair, um, hair and makeup for her, and I'm oh, just so excited. Uh, just and Not just hair and makeup, like Naya is doing so much more, um, a lot of, you know, taking care of a lot of the creative stuff. But I'm just so excited for them. I'm actually one of my the one of the contestants I'm actually excited to see uh, is Miss Tahiti because she hasn't Miss Tahiti. I feel like Tahiti hasn't been part of that pageant in like a long time. But also Miss Wallace, oh, oh. Miss Wallace and Fatuna. Wallace and Fatuna. Yeah, I was really stoked to see them. Part- our kinsmen. Yes, yes, our cousins. I was actually really surprised to see them. Um a part of Miss Pacific Island, so I'm excited to see that because I'm so obsessed with the whole Uvean culture, the Futunian culture. Yes, Uvean. Very, very obsessed. Okay, you guys, we're gonna wrap it up with the whole Tongan topic because we actually have a really interesting question from one of our listeners. Um, Nataya Tuponiwa, thank you so much for writing us on our Hello Vela podcast Facebook page. So I'm going to read what he says. <clears throat> so Nataya Tuponiwa says, thank you so much for bringing light and laughter to listeners through mm-hmm. your podcast. If you are still doing an advice segment, would you please consider this? As you know, Tongan culture is very family oriented. We have the father system. And although men tend to be favored over women, a lot of families rely on their sons, brothers, uncles, etc. to run a lot of errands, put food mm. on the table, and all that. Mm. What are both of your thoughts on dating slash marrying Tongan men who are committed to this lifestyle? I'm talking about men who are 30 years plus and still put their mother, sisters, nieces, female cousins above everything and anyone, even their own needs. Obviously, the love for them will always be there. But should there be stricter boundaries as they age? Does a partner need to step back and let these men's families come first? Is it selfish to want to be his priority, especially considering a future you may one day share? Is this desire to, quote-unquote, thanks, and don't worry if this doesn't make it to your next up, to your next segment. No hard feelings. Keep up the great work. Well, um... Thank you so much. That Thank is you. Such a great question. It is a great question. Yeah. I want to hear your thoughts, girl. Yeah. So when I was younger, I used to think a lot differently differently from what I thought now. Um, definitely when I was younger, I believe I took the stance of it's perfectly fine. It's okay for, um, you know, when I think it's, it's, the younger me thought it was perfectly healthy for 
men to who are married to drop everything for their mother sister and you know my kind of thinking was like it's just that way or the highway but now that i'm married and now that i have a spouse and i've been through relationships i am taking the opposite stance um there has to be a boundary there has to be a healthy boundary and definitely when you're in a relationship with someone else um, there has to be that kind of regard towards your your spouse, your significant other, who you're you're calling, um, you know, wife, um, and sometimes not even a wife. Just well, you know, wife. Yeah. If no, you're called, I think it's just strictly wife. If you're a girlfriend, you gotta go. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So you know, you have to consult your wife because you know it's that's who you're essentially living with. You're building a new family with, with this woman um, who you call, you know, your wife and you're making a whole nother life with her. And it just doesn't make any sense for you to drop everything, go against her word and not consult her. Um, Especially when it comes to finances, finances are such a big thing, you know, and yeah, they're actually one of the top reasons why there are divorces. So, especially when it comes to finances, you know, consult your spouse. There has to be a healthy boundary. Otherwise, you know, why are you even in a whole relationship if you're not even going to, um, you know, take into consideration your spouse's uh, wants or needs? Yeah, I just feel like you talking mothers, sisters and nieces, you guys need to be considerate. <clears throat> of the wife and the family and of your and of your son and brother or uncle. You know what I mean? Like the whole Tongan system is just I get it. it. It works for a lot of families, but I think if you wanna keep your marriage and your family, if you wanna keep everything healthy, you have to set boundaries and you have to tell your mom and them like, look bitch, get up and fucking do it yourself. Shit, I can't fucking do it for you. Like, I gotta go to my fucking wife who fucking needs me and my fucking children. You know what I mean? Like, because I've seen it. We've seen it, Annie. We've, we've seen, seen it, yeah. It. We've seen it. We've seen yeah. it firsthand, and we saw what it did. And yeah. I definitely would not suggest that, you know, oh, you know what? You're supposed to do that. Da, da, da. Like, sometimes I will, like, I used to think like that. You know, that's your job. You have to do it. Um, some wives are actually, like, really down for their husband because they're very Tongan. You know, they're really yeah. down for their man to, like, get up and do certain things for the for the mom and sister. Like, those wives, like, hats off to you because, you know, you're still keeping it tongue in, but you're still also, like, so madly in love with your man that he's doing that right. because, you know, like, you find, like, right. it's just very important in the culture, but we just live and in a also... different day and age now. Like, these men are marrying mullies, and, you know, their, mm. mully, their mully wives are, like... <clears throat> They just think differently, and you know that's unfortunately like whether you like it or not, you you have to respect your brother's wife, and <clears throat> you know there's there's a lot of this weird like and and I see it often um, in the Tongan community this weird like um, this weird how do I explain it? Like oh she's the wife so much I don't care I can treat her like shit like I can yeah like, like this pride mm-hmm. this weird pride that Tongan women have in controlling their sons, their brothers, their cousins, like, oh, she, yeah, she ain't got to fucking say shit, and she's just a wife. I'm I'm his sister, da-da-da-da, or I'm his mom. Like, he has to listen mm-hmm. to me. Like, 
No, it's does. I'm sorry. Unfortunately, when that ring goes on that hand, um, that's it's it's a totally different. Uh, he doesn't really have to listen to you at all. That's just yeah. your controlling side. Like when my dad's sisters would do that to my mom, like they would argue, and my mom would be like, "Why, bitch? Were you fucking riding him and having all these fucking kids to him? Like, you know, and it's right. just like down. See, when you do shit like that, people will say stuff like that, you know, and fucking, and you know, the, the sister was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that about me and my brother. Like, but it's yeah. like, yeah, bitch, you fucking act like it. Like, shit. Like, calm your fucking ass down. Like, <clears throat> you know what I mean? And I feel like it's up to, it's it's kind of like, you know, I feel like sometimes the, the brothers will, they just feel obligated to they feel obligated to you. And then, like, the mothers or the sisters will take advantage of that. And then the wife is, like, stuck here trying to argue. You know what I mean? But then it's, like... Yeah, there's definitely a lot of mothers, sisters, girl cousins and stuff, like, that take advantage of these, the um, you know, their sons, brothers, or uh, boy cousins who will drop everything and come to them mm-hmm. when, when uh, you know, they're in need. And they take advantage of them that men advantage of them and you know that's also like a big issue um you know even with just marriages that happen between tongans and tongans like that's a big issue mm-hmm. even just between tongans and tongans like like look cut out the mooly part like the, like the mooly part <laughs> <laughs> <You're stupid. laughs> um cut out you know cut out so let's just disregard that that some tongans get married to you know people who are not tongan it's even an issue in Tongan mm-hmm. to Tongan marriage. Absolutely. Um, and you know, the the it's not something to be proud of that your son's gonna pick you over their wife. That's actually really kind of like an abusive, like controlling, mm-hmm. like uh kind of like signal warning that you're 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 so controlling and abusive that your son will disregard his own wife to come. Yeah, my mom didn't like it. She didn't give a fuck. She was like, I don't care. You're married to me. You know what I mean? Like, they can fucking go figure it out. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's just like, bitch, go figure it out. Go figure it out, yeah. Go do it yourself. Because then they have these things in in the Tongan culture. They have like, oh, like, I'll hear people say like, oh, that's my pu'i'ana. Or like, oh, it's okay. I can... on that bitch if I want to she can't say nothing. That's so yeah. I wish you would. I would really pull your tongue out and stick it up your fucking coochie. Fucking stick it up my ass. Pleasure myself. No, but seriously, like I just there's just gotta be boundaries. Like the line cannot be blurred. It it literally needs to be a solid fucking line. Like you just need to you just need to learn how to how to say no, but then I feel like you shouldn't have to say no. They should have to respect you enough to know that. And and there are actually a lot of families that, yeah. that do respect their brothers and stuff. They're like, no, like, you know, he's got a wife and kids. Let him worry about his yeah. wife and kids, you know, this and that. It shouldn't ever get to that point. It shouldn't ever get to that point where you're forcing your son or brother or whatever to choose between you or their their wife. You know, it's it's, that's just so toxic. It's so abusive. Like it's so, it it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like if you love your brother enough or son or whatever, you would know enough to, to, if you did need help, maybe reach out for it. And if you couldn't, then don't make a big deal out of it. But to, to sit there and make him choose, that's a little, 
Yeah. Yeah. That's overdoing this. I know. I mean, I feel like that's pretty much um we you know, we kind of feel the same. We kind of feel the same about it. Yeah. I think it's because we actually seen it firsthand. Yeah, and, not for know, sure. Kind of was just like, ooh, maybe you should never. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. I mean? it's like, oh, shit. I know. <laughs> the down, see, that's the thing. Like, you know, our mothers, growing up, our mothers have always taught us, like, you take the good stuff out of the culture and you keep that and you, you know, you, you, you roll with that. Yeah. Like, you, you embrace that and, and teach it to your yeah. children and stuff. But the other shit that's fucking mama by me. Leave that shit. Leave that shit alone. Leave that shit alone. Yeah. Um, It's going to fucking kill you. It's literally going to kill you. It's literally going to kill you. Yeah. And thank you so much for sending in that question. Yeah. It's. It's it's great to hear from you guys, and we honestly, even though we might not address your question right away, we still always will get to them. Um, this being one of them, and just thank you for just contributing and asking this and being very honest. And this is the, this was a great topic to to touch up on. Yeah, and I'm really I'm really glad that um, that we caught that one because that was actually our one and only question on our Facebook page. So yeah. Really thank you yeah. so much. Thank I you. felt like so long. Looking at the notifications, it's like, wait, why we have full on fucking question? But <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's hunger for you. But that's hunger for you, right? Mm-hmm. And now our segment exclusively set away at the end for our mood song. Chiefy, what is your mood song for today? You can. My mood song is a song that you've heard before millions of times before and you will continue to hear it and it is the song that we sang in the beginning (laughs) (laughs) my book song is Dreaming of You by Selena and I was fucking watching Selena at my work fucking bawling my eyes off ever since then I've just been on YouTube watching Selena like all these Selena tributes and just listening to like I, I was driving from work and I was like, oh my gosh, is this bitch any any always calls me at the fucking wrong time. <laughs> I could literally be doing nothing for the whole entire day. Once I'm like trying to watch something hella interesting, like any fucking calls me and would not let me. <laughs> so I was like driving home from work and I was like blasting dreaming of you. And I played it three times and I get home. But I was like the whole time I was singing and stuff, like windows are down, I was smoking and just fucking laughing and I was like, please, I need to not fucking call, do not fucking call. I'm gonna throw my fucking phone out the car and (laughs) drive it to a fucking call. Dreaming of you by Selena. You have to listen to it with headphones and just close your eyes and just lie back and yeah. Play with your nipples. And uh, not during Dreaming of You, you freak. <laughs> the song in the beginning. How about after we absolutely slaughtered and Selena was rolling in her grave, along with Mother Teresa? Well, Selena is living it up in paradise, girl. She ain't worried about me. <laughs> but, and I want to hear your mood song. My mood song is I Would Do Anything For You by Foster the People. Obviously, you guys know Foster the People because they did that popular um, hit, uh, Pumped Up Kicks. Right. 
but this one's a different song. I it it, it didn't get any radio play, but it's um it was on their album. Um, but you know, I I really really love this song um way back when and just recently found it again. So go check it out. It's like you know a belonging song. <laughs> I love me some belonging songs. So um go ahead and check it out. It's really chill. It'll give you like chill vibes, like all the rest of my mood songs that I've ever said before. <laughs> And we both had throwbacks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, mine is a real, throwback. real classic. Yours is just like um, just like a memory. Wow. Yeah. Wow, you're fucking dead. Shut the hell up. And you know what I think we should do? Me and you should what? make a playlist of all the songs that we've, all our mood songs. Yeah, we should. Yeah. We should put it on our Hello Bella SoundCloud. <gasps> We should. Uh, so nice definitely, Matt. Yeah. Um. So definitely, you guys. We will keep to our word and uh, just basically compile all the songs that we've ever thrown out there in our episodes and put that in one playlist on our um SoundCloud, and you can find it basically under Hello Bella. Hello Bella podcast. Hello, Villa Podcast, and that's. that's about it, guys. Thank you for tuning in this week. We had a great, successful episode last episode with Golo. Definitely looking forward to inviting more um, people to co-host with us. And this was a great episode as well. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And please, please, if you have any questions, any. Um, you know questions just for us in general or advice um, that you guys want to ask about then go ahead and hit us up on our social media pages which is hello bella podcast that is h-e-l-o-a-b-e-l-a podcast on instagram and on facebook or you can email us if you want to be professional at hello podcast at gmail.com Please, you guys, help us with some topics. Like, me and Eddie, we fucking had, it's like writer's block, but we had, like, fucking two nights to block, fucking trying to figure out what the fuck we're going to talk about. Because <laughs> we actually <laughs> have topics, but we kind of reserve them for, like, our... We reserve them, yeah. co-hosts, like, in the meantime. Right. Like, well, what the fuck are we going to talk about? But please, you guys, <laughs> we would love to hear you guys' like, suggestions or, like, topics or just, like, you know, questions. But yes, you guys, we love you guys so much. So far, nice See you guys next week. Bye.